Hello and welcome to another episode of the Awesome Caregiver Podcast. And I just realized today that we talk a lot about our kids, our awesome loved ones, but I don't talk much about us, me, you, the caregiver. And another thing I also don't talk about is mental health. Now, when I was first a mother, 17 years ago, mental health was not something that everybody talked about. Uh, it was a little bit taboo. And But now, it's 2022, and uh, it's widely talked about much more than it used to be. And there's so much more information out of it, uh, about it, so much more resources. And there's absolutely no reason why our mental health should not be taken care of nowadays now the reason why i wanted to talk about this today is because it kind of dawned on me um i did a tiktok trend today um you know where they say uh hey how are you so happy all the time and then i pan away from the camera and i showed um my anti-depression and anti-anxiety meds now it doesn't really sound funny kind of dark humor but um, if you watch the video, it's kind of funny. Um, like I said, it's dark humor. But after I posted that, I was like, man, I'm sure I'm not the only one going through this right now. Can't be. Because being an awesome caregiver is extremely taxing. And it wears on your mental health if you don't take care of it. That's why we always talk about self-care is important for caregivers because you're always taking care of your awesome loved one you tend to neglect your own self um and i'm guilty of this so i know that some of you all are doing the same thing um i mean it's not like i don't you know shower or bathe or brush my teeth or things like that but you know maybe my clothes are older than my kids or maybe you know i don't have a pair of new shoes like my kids or Maybe I'm not doing my hair, or maybe you're not doing your makeup. Um, I personally don't wear makeup, but I used to shape up my eyebrows a lot. I used to get a haircut um, every couple of weeks. I used to, you know, do my hair a lot. Um, I really slowed down on doing a lot of those things. And the reason why is because my mental health was going down. It was going down a lot, and... I didn't realize it because up until a year ago, I did not really think about my mental health that much. Um, I thought myself to be a fairly happy person. Um, My kids were taken care of. You know, we were living pretty well as far as, you know, we had a house, a townhouse at the time. You know, the kids had their own rooms. Um... It went to a good school, you know, I had a good job in the military, and um, I really didn't want for much, and what I did want for, I went and got it, so I considered myself to be a fairly happy person, but without telling too much of my personal business, I'm going to say um, a traumatic event happened in my family while I was out to sea I was on deployment and the kids of course they were back here in Virginia 
a traumatic event happened and um, it really affected our family in a, a very negative way. Um, and it affected us so much that it was affecting my job because, you know, it was really all I thought about. And it made me think that I was a failure as a mother because I allowed such a thing to happen. Well, um, fast forward a little bit, supervisors and, you know, people at my job noticed that, you know, I was kind of down, um, my work was suffering, you know, uh, they stopped, you know, asking me to do things because, you know, there would be mistakes here and there. And I mean, you know, I'm not perfect or anything like that, but they knew that I never really made those kinds of mistakes every day. And then, you know, I was coming in late and I was asked to leave early a lot because I had a hard time concentrating. And so eventually they pulled me to the side and talked to me like, listen, we got to get this together. And eventually I told them what happened. Now, with the military wanting me to stay in, they suggested that I go and seek um, mental health, professional help. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't too crazy about the idea at first. Because like I said, growing up, it wasn't something that everybody talked about. It was kind of taboo. And in my mind, them telling me that made me think, oh, they think, you know, I'm crazy. They think I'm depressed. They think, you know, whatever. And so I really didn't want to do it. But... They said it in such a way where it seemed like I really had no choice. Now, I know that they can't force me to do this, but if anybody has ever been in the military or you are now, you know that they have a way of saying something where it makes it seem like you actually have no choice. Um, and it's called being volunteered to do something. So instead of volunteering to go to mental health, uh, help. I got volunteered to do so. So, I started seeing a counselor, a fleet and family counselor. And, um, you know, she made me realize that I was very much sadder than I thought I was. And it wasn't only because of a traumatic event. And I was sad in general. And I was just masking my sadness or my anxiety or my anger. Because that's just what I was conditioned to do. So after a while of going to the Navy counselor, we both realized that my mental health was not good. And not only because of the traumatic event, but also because I wasn't taking care of myself. I was taking care of Stacy. I was taking care of Heaven. I was taking care of my dogs. Sometimes I was even taking care of other family members. You know, helping them out, etc. Taking care of my friends. But I never took time to take care of myself. I never took time to talk to someone about my problems. I never took time to just go out by myself. Have adult time. I never took time to fix myself up. And I just was not taking care of myself. And this is the case a lot of times with caregivers, especially when they have a special needs loved one. You just put all your time and effort into taking care of them that you really don't 
have time or energy to take care of yourself. Now, for me, back in the day, self-care for me was taking a bath or maybe taking a nap or cleaning up the house by myself or going to the grocery store by myself. Now, all those sound great. I know y'all thinking, oh, that's awesome. If I could have time to do those things, I would do them too. But I read a Facebook uh, post a while back that said, for moms, self-care should not be going to the grocery store by yourself or cleaning up without the kids in the room or taking a nap. Those are not self-care. Those are just responsibilities. You're still taking care of someone else, buying groceries for your family. And taking a nap is just taking a nap. You need to sleep. That's not self-care. Self-care is going to get your nails done, going to get a mani-pedi, going to get a massage, going to dinner with your girlfriends, or hanging out with the boys, or, you know, doing things to take care of yourself, your mental health, without your children. So, fast forward, uh, the military had me going to the counselor, and then we realized that the counselor, the Navy counselor, just was not going to be enough. I needed a professional. So then that's when I started actually going to therapy with a certified professional therapist. And I've been going ever since. And I gotta tell you, I recommend to anyone to go to therapy. And even if you don't think that your mental health is on the downward spiral, or even if you think you have good mental health, uh, I would suggest that you go anyway, because if I know our awesome caregivers, you probably don't really have that many friends. And if you do, uh, you're one of the lucky ones. But I know speaking for myself, I don't have many friends because the friends that I have, I need them to um, not just tolerate, you know, my lifestyle, uh, my son, my special needs son, and the way that things need to work around him. I need them to understand it and I need to them to, you know, know what they're doing as far as my son goes, as far as my family goes. And that is hard to find. Um, as far as my family members, my siblings, you know, my mother, my father, of course they understand. And of course we're gonna go and see them. But as far as friends, there's not that many that I would say, oh, I can go anywhere with them or I can hang out with them with my family or whatever the case may be. And this is back in the day. Now, yes, because Stacey is so much older and he's so much more responsible. I don't have to keep an eye on him every second. But then, no. So, that's, I didn't really have many friends. And I kind of still don't. And it's mainly because at, you know, my age, like, and I'm going to be completely uh, transparent here. I am an introvert. So in addition to having a special needs son, I'm an introvert, which means that 
my friends they would ask me to go out or this let's go have dinner or let's go to the club let's go to a bar initially in my mind I'd be like absolutely not at home safe outside not safe and that's just how I felt about it and I don't know about y'all but people eventually get tired of you saying oh I can't go I don't have anybody to watch my son or my daughter or whomever oh I can't go my son's having a meltdown he's not having a good day I can't leave him with a babysitter today oh I can't go I actually don't trust anyone to watch my kids and there are also times where you're like oh well yeah I want to go like can I bring my kids you can't always bring them and then you're just left out so after so many years of that or so many months or whatever your friends eventually they stop trying but the thing that I came to realize was that us as caregivers we tend to not trust anyone else to take care of our awesome loved one like we're taking care of them and that is the mindset that causes us to just do it all ourselves and it's that saying if you want something done right you got to do it yourself well that saying I'm gonna tell you right now is bull it is bull dookie and it is not true there will be others that can take care of your awesome loved one just as well as you can they might not do it the way you do it but we have got to trust them to take care of them and guess what if you're worried or anything like that you can always keep checking in on them trust me I do all the time whenever I go out I'm on my phone I take a break from whatever I'm doing I go on my phone I call um, I check the cameras whatever I need to do to keep my peace of mind and then guess what I continue to have fun wherever I am and when I come home they're always fine now there could be cases where maybe they might not be fine um seeing as oh maybe one of them got sick or maybe they had a tantrum while you were away but guess what that stuff could happen while they're with you too so you staying there is not gonna cause anything not to happen so there's absolutely no reason why you cannot trust anyone with your child now, of course as parents we have to be selective but saying that you don't trust anyone to take care of your child in your stead is not good it's absolutely not good and it makes it so that you cannot do anything without your children and that can wear on you very heavy as well because by the end of the day you're exhausted because only you can do it and that's not fair we all need help and I had to learn that the hard way a lot of times throughout the years I have needed help and have not asked for it and I've suffered because of it um, I usually always figure it out but if I had help I might have figured it out sooner or I might not have had the struggle with it or I might have been able to take care of things in a better way 
So asking for help is very essential. A lot of people are in our lives for a reason and we definitely should be asking for their help because if you're anything like me, people have absolutely no problem asking you for help when they need it. So why can't you ask them when it comes down to it? And what's the worst that can happen? They could say no. Yeah. You could say, hey, I need help with this. They could say no. That's the worst that can happen. Yes. So then you just don't ask them anymore. Yes, the next person. And I guarantee you, if people are in your lives and they love you, they will help you. They will help you with your awesome loved one. They will take over for you so you can have a break. I mean, I have a person in my life right now, a friend of mine. Whenever she comes over, the first thing she does is help clean. And I love her for that. I mean, I don't even have to ask her. If she comes over for dinner, she'll do the dishes. If she comes over to watch a movie or something like that, she'll clean up something. And she always does that when she comes over. And you know why she does it? Because she knows that when she's not around, I am literally the person that mostly does everything. Now my kids, they do have their chores. Um, and they do have their turn to do dishes, their turn to clean the bathrooms, etc. But when they're not doing it, I'm mostly doing it. As I am a bit of a neat freak. Um, if you watch my videos, you can tell I, I do a lot of cleaning. And it's just because that's the way that I prefer it. So even if my kids take turns doing dishes, um, if they take turns sweeping or whatever the case may be, between those turns, I'm doing it. And that's just... That's just my preference. So my friend, she comes over. She knows um, how I am. If she sees something that needs to be done, she does it. And it is great to have friends like that around. So I said all that to say this. My awesome caregivers, please, please, please take care of yourselves. It is very important because speaking for myself again, sometimes, and this is me being vulnerable here, sometimes... When your mental health starts failing, it is really hard to get out of a hole that you're in. And it will become hard to actually function and to take care of your awesome loved one. And you need all the energy and you need all the energy that you can to take care of your awesome loved one. They need you in tip-top shape. And bad mental health can cause you to have other problems, other physical health problems. And it's definitely not good for you to have those while you have an awesome loved one. Like I said, you need to be in tip top shape. So let's take care of ourselves along with taking care of our awesome loved one. There's no reason why you can't do both at all. Every opportunity that you have to do something for yourself, you should do it because you should come first as long as your kids are taken care of there's no reason why you cannot do something for yourself there's no reason why you cannot go and go to the gym if you want to there's no reason why you can't go out with your girlfriends there's no reason why you can't go on that date 
there's no reason why you can't go and have a drink with your friends. And guess what? When you get back home, everything will be just as you left it. It might be even better. Maybe whoever you trusted to take care of your kids will clean up your house too. And I am manifesting that for each and every one of you. So go out and go on that date. Go with your friends. Go to a movie. Go wherever. When you come back, your house will be cleaner. Your kids will be cleaner. Your kids will be sleep. I'm manifesting that for you. And you can have a, just a great night. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And I really hope that this podcast has helped somebody today. Okay, bye.